Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this electromagnetic universe. I hope that you start to learn how to discern shifts and changes in your body and in the environment and in others as you learn about the subtle energy vibrations that permeate everything around you. Now, I've heard about this my whole life, not my whole life, life, but my whole adult life, I suppose, ever since I became more aware of the spiritual haps, <laughs> the spiritual ideas and happenings and whatever. When I was around 18 is when I started to first become aware of energy, basically. Um, I mean, you could, t- I mean, you could tell energy when you walk into a room and people have been fighting and they suddenly be quiet and y- y- you could cut the tension with a knife, they say. And it's really, um, it's really obvious when someone's in a room, they've been fighting, you walk in, you're like, Oh, there's an energy. And when someone's staring at you, there's a book called the sense of being stared at. And I had that book. I didn't read it. I read like maybe a paragraph or something. And I, I remember getting it and I had like 10 books. I was so excited to read them and I never did read it, but, um, it was one of those books I just, I was fascinated by the idea of it, but then when I actually had it, I'm like, my other books are more exciting. But that is a kind of an idea of what I'm getting at here is that idea of energy that you can feel, okay? So when someone stares at you. Um, When I was 18 and I was in this uh, group, um of people that were all getting excited. We're all having spiritual awakenings or trying to figure this out. Like what the hell's going on? Oh my God. It's so crazy. All these coincidences back then in the eighties in the late eighties, it was not angel numbers. It was coincidences. I was thinking about something and then I ran into somebody and they're reading the book about the thing I was thinking about, or I was thinking about somebody and they called me or I was just thinking about someone's name, but I don't know anybody by that name. And then I bump into someone, they drop their books. And as I pick them up, I introduce myself and they have the name I was thinking about. That's the kind of stuff. I mean, like the energy was, it was different in the eighties, but that was when you're having a spiritual awakening back then, uh, that's what was happening in 1986, 1987, you know, around that time. And I remember my, um, my friend Don, who was the one who led the groups, he said, have you guys been getting confirmations? And we're like, what are you talking about? And no one knew what the hell he meant. And he said, well, someone had told him about it. I think it was Lily had Lily Francis, the, the professor at university of North Dakota. She was a part of our group. She didn't show up every Sunday, but 
remember once every two or three months, she would show up with some really, really intense spiritual information. She always blew our mind. And we had some witches that would come up from Minneapolis and they would, you know, show up every, I don't know, two or three months also. We had, so we had guests that would pop by the group and um, they would always tell us stuff that it just blew our minds. I mean, that was back in the day when people were like, did you know that past lives are real, that we lived before? And I remember thinking, I wonder who I was in a past life or in my past life, meaning there's only one other one besides this one. I Now I'm like, damn, I remember like 20 of my lives. So I mean, I, I'm like, I think I've lived like 33 lives is what I asked um, over the break. I asked how many lives have I led? And, and um, I got the number 33. <laughs> so, um, and even in the channeling last night that came out that I lived 33 lifetimes and each lifetime it came back probably a thousand times to relive it and see if I would have done anything different. But, um, so basically I've been here for 33,000 years in a physical form trying to figure this crap out. Um, I don't know if that makes me, you know, cool cause I'm an old soul or does that just make me stupid cause I'm so stubborn. I don't get it the first time, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Does it make us dumb if we're here so much or is it, you know, <laughs> it was just because we like to come for the ride. I mean, you know, Hey, this is kind of a fun, weird experience. So, but I remember when Dawn said, um, Lily wrote, or, or not, I keep saying Lily Rose. That's not her name. Lily Francis. Sorry. Lily Francis. Um, Lily Francis has, uh, had this wild set of things that every time we talked to her, every time Don talked to her, like he had a class with her and he was getting his degree, I think in psychology, but he also had, um, a lot of literature classes with her. She was a literature uh, teacher and in, at the university of North Dakota where we were all going to school. And, um, one day she just, you know, after class, he was talking to her and, and she told him about, uh, confirmations. She said something like, Oh, I got confirmations. He's like, what do you mean? You know? So he came back to the group, you know, Oh my God, you guys got this new information for you. And a confirmation is this. It's when you're, um, thinking about something or you say something or somebody around you says something, or you see something that makes your whole body kind of get really giddy with energy and you just kind of go, woo, and you kind of get the chills and you start to feel kind of weird. And the confirmations I was getting during my uh, first big spiritual awakening at this time, my confirmations were so intense that I would like lift up off the ground for a little bit, even though my toes never lifted off the ground. It felt like I was lifting on up and out of my body and then slamming back into my body really fast. It was like, Ooh, boom. Ah, and it was such a weird feeling. And that was my first, um, real, um, sense of spiritual energy, you know? So it's a little bit different than someone staring at you with that energy. It's a little bit different than the energy of, um, someone feeling sexual towards you. 
and that could be at a distance as well. I mean, if someone is really, really intensely focused on you and thinking about you sexually, um, you could feel it in your body. Like I've had friends that wanted to do not sexual stuff, but I mean, I had a friend who would, um, call me and he would say, I'm doing something right now. And I want to see if you could feel it and you're going to feel it somewhere in your body. And I'm like, what the hell? I've got a boyfriend. Leave me alone. You know? And he's like, no, no, nothing like that. Oh my God. And he'd get all embarrassed and it's like, okay, Doug, what the hell? You know? And he would, he would say, okay, let me know what I'm doing right now. And then I would feel like a, a stroke of like his finger on the back of my hand, or, um, I would feel, uh, like he would touch my ear or, um, something, you know, like he'd shake my hand or he would hug me. Sometimes I'd feel him hug me. And I, I was really blown away by that. I was like, holy shit. And he would, he would get real quiet and, and concentrate for like 30 seconds. And so I have since my first huge spiritual awakening when I was 18, right when I turned 18, like literally on my 18th birthday is when it started and it just got worse and, or not. I don't know if I should say worse, but it just got stronger and stronger. I started getting more and more interested in this idea of, of the subtle energy and that spiritual energy around us. And, um, when I moved out to California, um, I was, I grew up in California and we all moved back East. And then I moved when I was 18 after that first year at university of North Dakota, I ended up moving to Santa Barbara and, um, went to my first new age bookstore. Oh God, that was a treat. And uh, people start talking about, can you feel the energy from this crystal? Ooh, feel this crystal. Do you feel the difference in the energy? It has a different vibration. And that's when I started noticing about like the different energies, like, wow. Okay. And so I would hold this crystal and see if I get anything. Do you get any messages? Do you get any, you know, a lot of this just sounded fucking kooky as hell. I'm like, are these people drunk? You know, it didn't make any sense to me, but I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. But after a while, I started to notice the difference in vibration and the difference in energy. And it's not like you could blindfold me and put a lapis lazuli and I could go, Oh, that's definitely a lapis lazuli. It's got the, you know, energy signature. Oh, that one's a malachite. Like, I don't know. Okay. I can't do that. I'm sure somewhere on this planet, somebody is that good, but, um, not me, but there are, uh, things that energetically you need to be aware of. So if, if a demon comes into your house, you're going to notice an energy. If a shadow person enters your house, it's a different energy. If a demon walks in your house, suddenly you're angry. Suddenly you want to kill yourself or suddenly somebody's going to like, something is going to happen, you know, and you're going to be like, wait a minute, but I don't feel, I've never felt like this. I've never felt suicidal. I'm not, and I'm sorry for those words. I should have done, you know, I forget about the trigger warnings. I'm so sorry. If you're in that way, I have been, um, feeling these things sometimes and, um, in my life. And even recently I felt something and it wasn't from me. It was something else. And I felt like it's either from my twin flame or it's from one of my children or so I just started to pray. I just started like, you know, prime critter. I don't really feel this way. Sometimes I get down. Sometimes I get depressed. Sometimes there is a heavy energy and there's a shift 
And sometimes it's not even you guys. And if you're not normally like this, or maybe you used to feel these feelings 20 years ago, but now you're totally happier. You're cool. You're chill. You're like, I'm going to live this life out and see what the hell happens. And, and then all of a sudden you start to feel those old feelings. You're like, Hmm, it could be a number of things. It could be that there is an entity in your room that feels that or did do that. And they want you to feel that, or maybe it's a demon trying to influence you. You know, they want to make you, they want to turn you bad. And then they want you to do something horrible so they can grab your soul and, you know, get one for the dark team. I want to tell you guys, they don't have cookies. So don't go to the dark side. (laughs) They're lying. They don't have devil's food cake there. They really just don't. And if they do, I wouldn't trust it. But I feel like, uh, a lot of people have contacted me in the past. I would have to say week to week and a half to two weeks. A lot of people have been telling me about these spiritual battles or spiritual wars that they're fighting in their everyday day-to-day lives. Like not just like, you know, fighting addictions or fighting the nagging feeling that suddenly they want to look at, you know, P O R N on the internet or whatever. Like it's, it's not always about that, but sometimes I noticed that these people are just randomly contacting me, but there's a pattern in the contact. Like, you know, like recently there's like somebody wrote me, um, even just last in early in the morning. Like I didn't go to bed last night until nine o'clock this morning. I was up all night and I was up with somebody who was going through, um, this, what seems to be like spiritual warfare. And there's people that are engaging in spiritual warfare and and sending negative energy to other people. And then there's demons that do this. And then there's um, ghost spirits that do this. And so I, I wanted to bring up this energy idea that if there is negative energy around you, what do you do? You know, if it's true, what shall we do as Daniel Brinkley, um, says and the thing is when you get negative energy in your space first of all I want you to make sure that you listen to I think it was Tuesday's episode um, in the first half uh, when I talked about 528 hertz frequency it's literally the energy of hell it opens up a portal to hell that's uncontrollable and you're getting you know, maybe escaped souls, (laughs) you know, negative energies, negative entities I've had, and this is weird. And I don't think that they were, I didn't, you know, actually now I think about it, I might've accidentally listened to this frequency a few times because in my, a couple, well, about a year and a half, no, it was maybe almost two years ago. Now there was, um, I had hellcats in my house hell cats, literally these entities that look like cats. They're like scrawny little black cats and they're not bad or good. They're just, they're just an energy. They're like little cats and they're kind of cute. They're actually kind of playful and sweet. They don't do anything harmful. 
but they're from hell. And I'm like, how the hell am I getting hellcats in my house? Now I realize this because I was, this is before I knew about 528 Hertz frequency. And I opened up a portal in my bedroom, but the demons know not to come near me. So (laughs) I wasn't letting demons through the portal, but I was letting the hellcats in. They wanted to come and play with my cat. My cat was like kind of running around with these hellcats. I'd see them on the corner of my eye. I'd see three black cats go by and it's like, and then I'd look and there's only one, my cat. <laughs> and I'm like, where are these hellcats come? And I started realizing, actually, you know what? I do have a couple of hellcats. I think they either followed us from the other place where we lived or I have new ones. I need to ask. Prime Care, they knew. Yeah. And, and they're from like a few months ago and I accidentally, yeah, so that's what happened. Yeah, I accidentally, I, I played something, and so the Hellcats came in again. They, they love me. They want to hang out with me. <laughs> I guess demons need their pets too, right? You know, they're not evil. They're just just an energy, you know, just kind of a cat-like, you know, or, you know, Hellcats. Um, there's hounds of hell, and there's Hellcats. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, the energy of hell is not pleasant. It makes you think all sorts of horrible things, and can put you in a very bad state of mind. And so you have to be aware when suddenly you get overcome with the negative emotions that don't make sense. They come out of nowhere. Like, you know, one day you're like, I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I don't want to live anymore. You know, and then you're like, wait, what the hell? Was it a hormone fluctuation? Am I just suddenly having a craving for sugar out of nowhere and, and suddenly it's my blood sugar dropped and now I just want to die? Like, what is this crap? What is this negative? And sometimes if you're in the twin flame path, it might be your twin flame going through something and now you feel their heavy, dark energy and you're like, oh, damn it. The divine masculines just went through something. I don't know what. Every person's different, of course, but if you're unhealed, and then there's an energy coming around. Then, the, the, then in your divine masculine, you might have had some heavy crap come to the surface, rises up to the surface, so that you can deal with it and you can let it go. And sometimes that energy is pretty scary. It could be pretty gnarly. But um, something that happened to me today regarding this energy, this crazy kind of energy. Um, See, I am the archangel of death. I'm living as a human. I've been here 33 times. This is my last, knock on wood, my last third dimensional incarnation. I don't want to do this crap again. You know, I don't mind living in the fifth dimension and coming back again for that. That sounds fun, but I don't really want to do this third dimensional thing again. This is, I'm tired, man. Been doing it a lot. And still, even though I'm working here in this capacity, I'm, when I, I'm on the other side, I'm working maybe even more shuttling souls back home that, that passed. But, um, that's one of the things I do while I'm here is I help souls get, you know, I open up a portal and, and I can open up a light for people and they, they go through it. And I, I get their loved ones and their holy guardian angels and their spirit guides. And I get Archangel Michael and Archangel Hariel, who's holding down the fort. He is the current acting Archangel of death. And I get him in on it and, and, and I get everyone and there's like a big rejoicing. And I, I feel the energy of that love and that beauty and that, ah, you're home now. Good. I'm glad you're back. And 
now, you know, the cycle is complete and there's kind of a sense of uh, peace and accomplishment and a great deal of comfort and love, right? Well, what's happened lately, more recently, is that I've been shuttling souls to to hell. (laughs) Damn it. I don't like it. I don't, you know, I, I just, it's been a long time and you know, when I'm in my archangel form and I'm not in a human body, I don't have the emotional body and I don't have the sensitivity to this energy. You know, it's just, it is what it is. You know, you take the people where they need to go and after they judge themselves and after, you know, but some souls are just definitely <sighs> hellbound. They're just definitely hellbound spirits. And, um, Archangel Samael, who, you know, most of y'all know is Lucifer, the devil himself. He is in a body right now. And these hellbound souls <laughs> are attracted to him because they know they're, what they've done and where they need to go. And so lately what's been happening is they go to him and he's like, Oh my God, I don't need these evil ass souls hanging around me when he's trying to create some stuff. He wants to do music in this world and he's trying to, you know, do something in the physical plane before the end. And he's contacting me a couple times. Like I'm sending some souls to you, to you. They're horrible people. They're, they need, they're hellbound. They were attracted to me and I'm sending them to you because I cannot open up a portal. You've got that power and I don't. So I need you to take care of these souls. Just send them straight to hell. And then, you know, when he goes in his astral form, when he sleeps at night, he goes down to, you know, hell or, and he takes care of the souls. He processes the souls or punishes them or I don't even want to know what the hell is going on there. But anyway, tonight what happened to me, and I'm going to tell you guys this crazy story. Um, I don't know. I think I told you a few, maybe last week, maybe is when it happened. My, uh, or maybe it happened a couple weeks ago, but I think I might've mentioned that my glasses, um, my reading glasses, my cheaters, the little, uh, where the lens is on top, the little, um, little ridge that holds the lens in place broke. So it was like a little tiny crack and it broke. And I'm like, man, I need to buy some super glue. That's kind of annoying. And, you know, so granted they're, you know, they're not old. I've had them for less than a year, but, and I do use them every day. I need to cheat. (laughs) I need the cheaters to see, you know, and I just started downloading these books and reading a lot more. I'm like, Oh man, I need the glasses and there's, I don't know where to buy glasses here. You know, new, new, um, cheaters. (laughs) So I, um, have been kind of like gently, you know, treating them with kindness because I, I need to be able to read and see and whatnot. And, um, and I don't have a, a magnifying glass and, and that's really annoying anyway. So, so I'm just, I'm sitting here tonight and I had my glasses on and I was talking to my oldest kid and we were, um, having a conversation about, um, their future. 
and school and whatever. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was just a whatever, you know, it was a cool conversation, but it wasn't particularly energetically good or bad. It was just a conversation and it was kind of lively and we're kind of having fun and we're trying to debate and figure out some things, um, so that she can have the best possible future for herself. So anyway, I'm sitting here with the glasses on and all of a sudden the lens randomly pops out and lands on my flip-flop which is weird because my feet are under my desk and my flip-flops are on the floor under my desk so how does it fall off of my face and land onto my flip-flop it was kind of a weird like it didn't make any logical sense that's where it would land but I was kind of grateful it didn't get scratched on the you know, non-existent floor. Uh, there's like, it's just subflooring, and it's like, there's like a lot of dirt and sand and scratchy things. And I, so I'm glad my lenses landed on something soft. My feet were up on the, on my, um, there's like a rung on the, across the bottom of my desk. So my feet were up on that, on the little ledge. Um, it's more comfortable for my back. And so my sandals were underneath my feet. So the lens pops out, lands on my sandals. That was kind of odd. Like, what the fuck is happening? I said to my daughter, what the fuck? That was random. This popped out. And I, and I kind of felt like someone's a little bit messing with me. Then I felt like what felt like the energy of a hand slapping me on the back, but going through me like a ghost, ice cold. I'm like, what the fuck? what the fuck is that? I'm like, why my wings feel kind of like chilly. (laughs) All the back of my, my right wing was feeling a little bit chilly. Like, I don't know, you know, where, where I would imagine my wing is right. You know, not that I have wings physically. You can't see them with your eyes or whatever, but it's just that energy there. Right. And then I, so I put that back in. I'm like, that was weird. So I'm putting my glasses back on like, okay. So very gently, gently putting my glasses back on because I don't want them to break again. Right. And then I, I feel an energy like someone hit me in the back of the fucking head. And again, their ice cold effing hand went through my head. And now my glasses broke the stem on the same right side of the glasses. So now the stem breaks. Um, it's hanging on dangling by a little bit of plastic. It's not fully broken in half, but I'm like, what the fuck? I got really angry. My, and I got angry. Right. And that's another, that's another telltale sign. When you get a sudden burst of anger, when one minute ago you are fine, that is a telltale sign that either a demon or a negative entity or a spirit that's probably hell bound is in your vicinity. And I thought, well, it could be the fairy folk. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. And I said, is it a fairy folk? Muscle testing says no. All right. Is it a gin? Gin, is there something you're trying to get my attention? No, no gin in here. No fairy folk. All right. Those are the good ones. So, and I didn't think sometimes they're playful. They would do something like this, but they wouldn't do destructive, like breaking your property type of thing. I mean, I paid $10 for these cheaters, damn it. So my, um, 
daughter's on the phone with me on the audio, a visual, like we're like being able to visibly. So she saw this shit happening and she doesn't really believe she's like, Oh, well, you know, they just broke whatever randomly, you know? And I'm like, this is, there's something there's, and I felt someone or two, someone standing behind me. I'm like, okay, that's it. I have fucking demons in here or I have somebody in here. I got really mad. And I'm like, who the fuck is in here? Stop fucking with me. I'm going to send you to hell. I literally just said, I'm going to send you to hell. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, prime creator. I need to contact you. And is there demons in here? No demons are not allowed in my house. They know they can't come in. I'll just send them back to hell. I can do that. They know I can do that. So why the hell would they come in here? They won't. So, um, and they're not allowed. They, I have seen them bounce off the outside of the house. I've seen them bounce off the window. It's hilarious. They can't, like, you can't touch me. Didn't, didn't, can't touch us. I mean, it's like, I just laugh about it. It's like, y'all can't come in here anyway. I love you. You want to go back to God? Then you come hang out with me. I'm going to send you a bunch of love and you're going to get bored and leave. That's just the way it is. It's how you handle demons. You just, you don't give in to any of the damn temptations. You don't give in to the negative energy, the negative vibration, the lower emotional feelings. You don't give in to any of it. You just send them a bunch of love and they just need to leave. You're no fun. Bye. But I got really upset and creeped out. Is there anyone in here now? Okay. I just gotta make sure while I'm saying this, cause it's just like, Oh, get body memories. I'm like, you gotta make sure there's not anyone actually here. And then I just stood up and they were like right behind me, standing behind me, trying to get my attention by punching me in the head or slapping me in the head. Well, I didn't feel any of that. They're, they're freshly dead. So they, their hands go right through when a ghost is able to manipulate the physical matter. They've been dead a good long while. And they, it takes them maybe hundreds of years to really like move chairs across a room or something. And that's so rare. Um, but, and even then, you know, ghosts have been dead even for a couple hundred years might not be able to do that unless they like work at it. It's like, you know, like anything you've got to practice. Right. So, but these guys are freshly dead and they're really tall and, um, kind of didn't give a crap. They knew where they were headed. And I was just like, man, Lucy forgot to tell me that he sent me these souls. I even wrote them. I'm like, I wrote him. I said, yeah, your souls came around, harassed me, broke my fucking glasses in two places, popped my lens out. Like, you know, they were hitting me to get my attention. And they're like, well, we're just trying to get your attention. And I'm like, you, as soon as I could, as soon as I knew they were here, I told them where to stand. I'm like, why did you do that? What the hell is wrong with you? You know, obviously hellbound spirits, they don't give a crap. You know, they don't care if they're abusing an angel. They don't, they just don't care. So anyway, basically that the energy had shifted and that's what happened. That's what happened. (laughs) Just like, Oh my God. What? So I had to open up a portal to hell tonight, but this time I was, I was, did it a little bit different. The last time it took almost three weeks to get the um, energy out of my apartment. It was really disturbing. This time was easier because I had Archangel Michael come and completely surround me with his energy, with his cloak. And he stood at my side. I had Archangel Harriel come. I opened the portal and I just fucking, I, I shrunk them and threw them through the portal. That's like in my visualization. That's what was, you know, that's what I saw. 
and they were happy. They were like, woohoo, bye, you know. But I'm like, why did you break my glasses? And they're like, oh, they were cheap-ass glasses anyway. They literally said that to me. It was cheap-ass glasses anyway. I'm like, they were 10 bucks. What do you mean cheap? $2 would be cheap. These are $10 glasses. These are actually pretty nice glasses, you know? I mean, it's not like they're made from metal or something, but damn it, it made me really mad. But <laughs> but it was the energy. And, and what's funny is I was talking, I was engaged, and I did not pay attention to that subtle energy around me. You know, so I want you guys to pay attention when something gets, when an area or a spot in your house gets cold, like ice cold. And it was, and I had, I was like wearing a little tiny tank top. It was hot in here. I had the fan going. I had the door open. I had just gotten home from shopping and dropping my laundry off. I did it. I had a very productive day and I was, you know, more mired in the physical world than normal, more into the 3d stuff, like, you know, dropping the laundry off. I had, I had my empanada, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here eating. I'm talking to my kid, you know, when you're eating, when you're engaged in, you know, walking, um, buying stuff, you're touching money or all of that is very much 3d stuff. And that was, um, I just looked, it was 3311 on the counter. That may mean something to some of you. And if you can't, if you, you know, are looking at the angel numbers, you might want to look those up if they keep coming up for you. So, uh, yeah, so this is what I, this is what I went through tonight. I just, you know, how was your night? Oh, I opened up a portal to hell and sent some, some two hooligans through it. I, I felt sorry for that. I hate, I'm not judging them. I want you guys to know I'm not judging them. They were attracted to the devil himself when they died and he sent them my way. And I said, did Lucifer send you? And they're like, yeah, what of it? You know, like they're just assholes. I'm like, you know, you don't have to stay in hell. You can redeem yourself. still. you have to truly feel sorry for what you did. And I said, do you guys feel remorseful? Do you feel sad and sorry about what you did? And they kind of looked at their shoes and they kind of bristled up their, you know, like kind of scrunched their faces up and you know, I could see it all in my mind's eye my, with my pineal gland or well, not really that, but my third eye, which is an energy chakra center. That's kind of generally in the vicinity of your actual physical pineal gland. But I'm like, yeah, you know, I could kind of see them. And I'm like, so, uh, do you feel remorseful? And they said, yeah, we feel kind of bad. I'm like, you guys are so full of shit. And they're like, oh, we are. And they start laughing. I'm like, yeah, you guys are liars. You are literally on the verge of going to hell and you're lying to the archangel of death. After you abused me, after you destroyed my property, after you're just being you just guys are just being dicks. Well, you weren't paying attention to us. I'm like, Oh my God. <sighs> Ugh, it was just what a crazy night. And I'm like, how long have you been here? Well, we've been here a couple days trying to get your attention. And I asked prime creator. They'd only been here like a couple minutes, but the perception of spirits when they're in the other, um, 
you know, and they're phased out from the 3D and they're like, they're in the 4D or whatever. They don't have any concept of time. So they're, I don't think they were lying when they said that, like, we've been here for two days trying to get your attention. Like, what the hell? And I'm like, no, I would have known because I know that subtle energy. Oh, it just creeped me out. But what do you guys do? This I'm going to tell you what, what do you do when you... when you have, um, the energy shift and it's like negative, it turns ice cold. It could be a deceased relative coming to visit you, but not if they've been to heaven and they're coming back from heaven to visit you. It's not going to feel ice cold. The ice cold, uh, entities are usually when they're dead and they got stuck and they did not go through their portal and then they get, they get colder and colder. And, um, so it could be like a hot summer day, 90 degrees out and you walk through what feels like an icy blast of an air conditioner, for example, or like you walk into a meat freezer or, you know, if you ever walked into a, like a full length freezer, it, it, that's what it feels like. <laughs> and, um, that's how you could tell if there's an entity there. So what do you do to, if, if someone's trying to negatively impact you or if it's a demon or whatever, Demons don't feel, um, cold. They just feel evil or they just feel playful, but in a really dark, this is going to turn bad really quick kind of energy way. Uh, the things I could say, a never play 528 Hertz frequency. In fact, I don't like to do anything below 1000 Hertz frequency. And I prefer 12,000 Hertz frequency, 9,000 Hertz frequency. Um, you can chant, Om Mani Padmi Om, Om Tat Sat Om. You could say it in the Tibetan way with hum instead of om at the end. I like saying om just because uh, Paramahansa Yogananda um, taught this way. And my husband taught me when we first got together. And he told me a story that he had read that Paramahansa Yogananda had related that one of his or maybe it was one, actually might have not have been him. It might've been one of the monks. I think it's one of the monks on one of the Sundays told the story of, they were, um, sitting down in the chapel to meditate. And when they did, they felt an evil presence and they heard walking on the roof and there was nobody on the roof. They heard someone walking around like probably like a demon trying to tempt people or whatever. And the thing is right now they're trying to tempt as many people as they can to get as many souls addicted to, uh, sex or cheating or drugs or, you know, negative vibrations, uh, depression, uh, wanting to, you know, um, unalive yourself and uh, like all of these things that if you're suddenly getting these horrible thoughts or feelings, or suddenly you just, you're crying all the time out of nowhere. It doesn't make any sense. You're not hormonal and you're not, it's not, you know, like a low blood sugar thing. And you know, it could just be a demon trying to mess with you. Suddenly you feel filled with fear, abject, horrible fear, or you might smell sulfur or you might smell, um, this is another weird one. I, I've come across this once, once in a great while. 
it, it smells like an animal has just pooed <laughs> and there's no animal near you. Like in my case, I have an animal. She does poo in here. She has her little box, her litter box. And you know, but if you smell that kind of a thing and, and you don't even have an animal near you, that's kind of a, a telltale sign. Um, weird, horrible smells, random, like foul odors, like rotten eggs or something, you know? Uh, so what do you do? You just, Omani pod me, um, um, tat sat out. And you rattle your chest, you rattle it. Your, your bones will vibrate when you do it right. And then you, on the last part of that, you push the energy from your heart where you're feeling love and you're feeling peace to the best of your ability. You push that up into your, your pineal gland and your nasal cavity, third eye crown chakra. And that will change the vibration. They'll change the energy. Um, Paramahansa Yogananda, there's many different uh, videos on YouTube of him chanting and lecturing his energy. Just listening to his energy in your space will change it and it will scare the demons. And the story was this man was chanting, Omani Padmi Om, Om Tat Sat Om. And when he chanted this, um, the entity that he felt on top of the roof, uh, on top of the roof, um, ran across the roof and took off running and never came back. And people are like, we keep hearing someone on the roof. We've gone up there with a ladder in the daytime. There's nobody there. There's no, like no footprints. We don't know what the hell that sound is, but it sounds like someone's on the roof. It's so weird. And, um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys remember when I was in my house, uh, my townhouse a couple of years ago, I was feeling that energy. Oh, I just felt something now. Just, Ooh, Ooh. I don't know if that's, is, is this an earthquake? I'm feeling something. The ground is shaking. I got to look. The water's not shaking. There's something going on right now. Is this me? There's an energy in here now. Is there someone here now? Is there Archangel Michael? You're still here. My protected. Yes. Muscle testing says yes. Yes. I'm going to do muscle testing tonight. I'm going to teach you guys how to do muscle testing. Rita, thank you. Rita told me that I never taught you guys how to do muscle testing. I can't believe I have been so remiss in this. So we're going to teach you how to do that tonight. How do you do the muscle testing the way I do it? I'm going to tell you how I do it. And I'm going to tell you what to say so that it is always going to be right now. I don't know. I'm feeling kind of weird. I'm getting chills. Is there a demon outside my house right now? No, muscle testing says no. Prime creators are demons anywhere near me. They, they're like, I don't want to go near her. I just saw her open a portal to hell. She could send us back home. I don't want to go there. <laughs> they want to stay here tempting people. And if you can, can be untemptable, then they become contemptible and they'll just leave. They get mad and bored. If you stop eating sugar or, you know, if it's like a constant, oh, I got to eat, got to eat, got to eat. I mean, I've been tempted by gluttonous demons. I'm sure of it. You know, when I wasn't not available to um, decipher the energy around me, my grandmother, I'm sure she had gluttonous demons in her house because man, I would be like dead asleep and have to wake up at three in the morning, go in the kitchen and eat. <laughs> and there's energetic patterns when you do this. And then I think that they tempt you to be gluttonous. They want you to be 
because that's one of the seven deadly sins you know it's just you know when you uh eat 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 yourself out of house and home you you spend a bunch of money and now you don't have any more money now you're really depressed oh there's another demon comes along get you get you there they want you to screw up so yeah I'm, I'm like i'm shaking i don't know is it my wings lifting me up yeah that's what it is there was i don't know if you heard the truck and that vibrated the, the but when a vibration comes and shakes the ground because i'm literally living on top of sand i'm three blocks to the water's edge right here in the pacific ocean and uh but now i'm like my bones are starting to vibrate because i'm talking about high vibrations and that always makes me kind of lift up a little bit <laughs> so anyway um so yeah when you chant om mani padme om om tat sat om that works if you have an ongoing situation with the people in your house and they're depressed they may or may not have demons they may or may not have spirit attachments or negative entities or just negative thought forms that hang out so um you could put uh the words i love you i'm sorry please forgive me thank you write that on a bunch of different pieces of paper and just put that up all over put it on the fridge put it on the bathroom mirror put it above your bed put it on all of your walls in your house set up a grid with these little pieces of paper just tape them to the wall tack them to the wall you know whatever um you want to do you could put them underneath the furniture you could like draw or 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 write it with a marker underneath your table so you're never going to see it but you know it's there i wrote it on my floor in here with marker on the subfloor so even when he comes eventually you know seven, eight, 25 years. I don't know when the hell he's giving you the floor. <laughs> I was supposed to get it by Christmas as a Christmas gift, but no, you know, here we are in August, you know, nine months later and nothing. But, um, anyway, <laughs> um, you know, even like years later, whoever lives here after me, they're going to have this energy of, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. The Ho'oponopono process. I'm going to do it just now. The, the ohm, the way that you're supposed to do it. Hopefully I'll be able to do it right. You can feel the vibration of it. So here we go. When I clear my subtle energy bodies out, the Pepsi bodies, the physical, emotional, psychological, and spiritual individual bodies, you know, just kind of cleared those out, filled myself up with white light in all of these, uh, subtle energy bodies. And then here we go. And and I'm having a little bit of a allergy, but you know, it's just, it is what it is. All right. Om Mani Padme Om Om Tat Sat So that's what it basically should sound like um i have to take an extra breath i do have asthma but so at the end i pushed the energy up and through you might have felt that in your body and if you did now you know what it feels like try it when you say that initial ohm your bones in your chest should rattle your rib cage should rattle, like, like vibrate, you know, oh, 
And, and when you do it, it's not about the note as much as the rattling, the vibration goes up. This will lift your own physical body vibration up. I don't know if you guys felt the peace that washed over my space just now. I freaking needed to do that. Damn. I probably should have done it before I even started the show right now. Anyway, I just, I wanted to let you guys know about this because I mean, the spiritual battles are heating up, you know, and I don't want to think about the us versus them mentality. I want to think about unity consciousness, but sometimes this stuff is happening. Um, two people have contacted me today alone. One of them is having, um, a a spirit who needs to move on one way or the other and hasn't. And she's like, you know, been dressed as a bride in a dirty dress and she's in their house and she's saying crap to this woman's husband all the time, sexual stuff and icky stuff and making him scared. And, um, and they also have a demon in their house and she's like, I don't know what the hell to do. They just won't leave. I keep trying everything. You know, they don't really affect me and the kids, but they affect my husband and he's like drinking and doing all kinds of stuff that is not godly and he's attracting these things to him and they're stuck. Even the kids uh, drew what looked like hell on the wall with orange and red crayons. And she said, yeah, the kids just one day, it's this one wall that everyone's afraid of. They don't like the energy of it. And they drew hell on the, on the wall. I'm like, she's, so I'm going to help her with that, you know, but she is right now, um, as I speak, she's been putting up the um, Ho'oponopono phrases all over all the walls, just writing it on a piece of paper. And she's like, well, that's easy enough. I'm like, yeah, it's just put it on every wall in the house. Another thing you guys can do, put a raw egg still in the shell in every corner of your house for seven days and seven nights. I mean, don't worry if it's like an hour off, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Time it just right. So that the seventh day is the day before the trash man comes. And so time, so if your if your trash is picked up on a Thursday, um, in the morning, at six in the morning, say for example, so Wednesday night is when you start it. The follow, or, or basically, I guess it'd be Thursday morning you start it, and then Wednesday night is when you end it the following week, and you very gently pick up all of these eggs from all the corners, and you put them in a bag. And you put them in your trash and you don't break them. You make sure because they're going to carry all the negative energy, all the subtle vibrational energies that are negative and lower vibrational eggs are like crystals and they absorb negative energy. Have you ever had an egg too long and you crack it open and it's black inside or it's negative energy and it's like, oh, it smells and it's like, oh, I can't eat that. 
That's why, because they're absorbing the negative energy in your environment. So you just very subtly, you just gently put it in. If it breaks in the garbage truck, that's fine, because that garbage truck is going to go on down the road anyway, and that energy will not fly back to your house because it's gone. That's another thing that you can do. I, When I was in Guatemala, I went to this little tiny store one day, and the guy had eggs in various places. I said, oh, you have spirits you're trying to get rid of, and you're trying to get rid of negative vibrations. He's like, what do you know about that? He got so scared. I'm like, cause I'm a bruja like you. And you know, you know, I'm a witch like you. And he's like, Oh, Oh yeah, that's cool. All right. Okay. He was cool with that. You know, he thought I was going to judge him. I'm like, I'm not going to judge you for cleansing your environment. I think it's a good thing that you're doing. And he was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Anyway, I just want you guys to be aware of this stuff. Um, it's very important. I'm going to tell you guys a prayer. I was going to do it today, but I didn't have any time. I had to tell you, this is like more important. Tomorrow I'm going to give you a very magical, special prayer before our weekly Weird World News and Earth Changes Report episode. So here we go. Um, let's go to spaceweather.com, guys. Uh, I'm going to tell you what's up in space <laughs> that's what it says right here on spaceweather.com news and information about the sun earth environment what's up in space indeed so there is a sunspot on the far side of the sun so big that it is changing the way the sun vibrates i will say that again and this is why i tell you this stuff This is not a podcast about science, but the science is showing us what we're feeling on a subtle energy vibratory level anyway, as light workers, as spiritual beings, as people who are having spiritual awakenings, you know, we're like, we're being really affected by, especially if you're a highly sensitive person, if you're an empath, I mean, this stuff is crazy. So let me read that again. There is a sunspot on the far side of the sun so big that it's changing the way the sun vibrates. Whoa. I mean, we're about to head on up to that fifth dimension like butt quick. Helioseismic maps reveal its acoustic echo not far behind the sun's southeastern limb. The sunspot will turn to face Earth a few days from now. Holy shit. That that kind of scares me, actually. It's kind of exciting, though. The current solar wind speed is 399.5 kilometers per second. And check this out. Data outage alert, a fiber optic link between the SDO's White Sands ground station and Stanford University is down. So the daily sun updates will be delayed until the repairs are complete. So it's the same news as yesterday, so we're not going to read it. They, they were on sunspot number 52, but we don't really know what's going on. So we're going to just let that be. There's a gorgeous picture, by the way, mentioned it yesterday, of a, a blue 
jet lightning sighted over Texas. It was at the top of this cloud. It's purple lightning and purple and blue. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Go check this weird picture out on spaceweather.com. All right, the current uh, Ulu neutron counts are elevated and it says it's gone up by 0.1% in the past 48 hours, but it's still at 2.3%. I think that's where we were at yesterday. So not much change there. We are still, guys, in a, inside a stream of solar wind flowing from the southern coronal hall. So that's, <clears throat> I mean, I'm feeling this energy. I love, I love it when we're inside that solar wind stream. I'm loving it. All right. According to NASA's all-sky cameras and the all-sky fireball network over the United States, there were 88. There's a number for you, angel number watchers, 88. I think that means many, many. (laughs) So abundance is coming, guys. Keep the faith. Uh, 88 fireballs. 71 were sporadic. 13 were Perseids. Two were Southern Delta Aquarids and two were Alpha Capricornids. So there you have it. That is the space weather news. And I'm going to pause this for a minute because I really want to hear the acoustic echo of from the helioseismic map of the sunspot on the far side of the sun. So big that's changing the way the sun vibrates. All right, hold on. I'm going to turn that on so we can hear hear that. Well, Dagnabbit, uh, apparently it's not an audio. It is a visual. <laughs> Darn it. So it, it shows the sun up close. There's like a heat map. And it is pretty big. It shows the latitude and the longitude of this. It doesn't really say exactly what it is on the sun. But wow, this is really massive so there it is I saw today uh, if you want to look it up two black holes have collided recently and when this happened it reverberated throughout the entire universe I might have to talk about that uh, tomorrow it's kind of in between the earth changes and weird news right it's like so I think that's a tomorrow thing According to DisclosureNews.it, coming out of Italy, uh, 35 hertz frequency was the Schumann resonance. I think it's the same as the day before. Wasn't it 35 yesterday also? So pretty much the same thing happened today. According to the HeartMath Institute and HeartMath.org, they uh, are down today also. So the data is temporarily unavailable. Hopefully tomorrow that will be back up. So there you have it, guys. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to do muscle testing and what is it good for and what is it not that accurate for. And we're going to get to it right after this itty-bitty musical ditty. guys so you have heard me 
say time and time again, especially when I'm channeling or wondering about something or asking a question. You've heard me say muscle testing says yes. Muscle testing says no. What the hell am I talking about when I say muscle testing? <laughs> Rita, who is one of the longtime listeners for the show, she said, what the hell do you mean about muscle testing when you say that, by the way? You know, it, it was driving her crazy because I never really explained it. And I think I might have explained it in one of the episodes, but I have 825 plus, plus, plus episodes done. So I can't imagine that you all have heard all of the episodes and I might've just said it in one of the beginning, uh, introductions and maybe didn't even put in, in the description at all. And so it's probably just one of those things that kind of fell to the wayside. And, you know, now that we have so many episodes, it's just hard to keep up or keep track. Or even remember what happened a hundred episodes ago, let alone, you know, 600 episodes ago. <laughs> so what the hell do I mean by muscle testing? Uh, I'm going to read this description, but I don't really use it for this. Uh, healthline.com says muscle testing is also known as applied kinesiology k-i-n-e-s-i-o-l-o-g-y or a-k <laughs> or manual muscle testing mmt it is an alternative medicine practice that claims to effectively diagnose structural muscular chemical and mental ailments. Well, I don't do it for that. I mean, sometimes I'll ask, like when I'm by myself, I'll ask God, hey, can you tell me if I have this or whatever? But what I usually do, what I use it for, is just to get a yes or no answer about random stuff that literally has nothing to do with my physical body, usually. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of uh, things when you look it up on Google, I'll usually say it's a pseudoscience based on a false belief. You know, <laughs> you could tell the skeptics a mile away. You could smell them coming. Right. But, <laughs> uh, let's see. I, there's, it says, what is the difference between kinesiology and applied kinesiology? They're not the same. Kinesiology is a scientific study of human movement. And applied kinesiology is a system of diagnosis and treatment used by healthcare professionals. And then you might get this confused with kinesiology, which I may be saying wrong. It has a TH in, in the middle of it. So instead of kinesiology, it's kinesiology, which is the scientific study of the movement of the muscles and the bones together, which is different than the human body movement. <laughs> so it, it all gets rather confusing when you're trying to look it up and you're like, what the hell? And it might be a little hard to figure out what the hell I'm talking about. When you just do a quick search, it's like, oh my God, what is Elena talking about? 
So there's also a lot of things you could see where see where it says uh you know about the studies is it real is it you know does it work how does it work is it legitimate uh it see it says is applied kinesiology legit that's one of the questions and it says of course you could see like i said you could smell them coming a mile away Applied kinesiology is a bogus method of diagnosis and prescription invented by chiropractor George Goodhart in the 1960s and used today mainly by chiropractors and some naturopaths. Okay. <clears throat> bogus, like the word bogus, you know, that's even ruder than saying, uh, pseudoscience, which is ruder than saying, it is an alternative medicine practice, but I don't use it in a medicine way. I feel like if you need to know something medically, go see a doctor, go see a naturopath, let them do the scientific, you know, taking your pee in a cup and putting it in a beaker or test tube and, you know, doing the titrations, doing the chemical, you know, just let the people do what the people do to find out about your medical thing. Don't use, don't use this to diagnose yourself, please. Okay. It, it, I don't feel like it's safe. You could do it wrong. You, you know, if you like, for example, and I'm going to tell you how to do muscle testing and how I use it and why to use it the way I do it and not why not to use it the way it was originally intended. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> a lot of stuff to unpack here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, muscle testing is possible to use to diagnose stuff, but it is more possible that you're not doing it right or that it's not being applied correctly or that the person's mind who's doing it is wandering, you know, so here's an example. Okay. So if I were to use it to diagnose myself and I had it in my mind, the answer is Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so scared. Yes. The answer is yes. I have cancer. Right. And then I go, do I have cancer? And then I get all nervous and I know it's just, I just know it's just, I just know it's just in your subconscious mind or even in your conscious mind. And then you do the muscle testing. Oh my God. It comes up. Yes. Holy shit. And then your mind starts to spiral out of control. Oh my God. I'm going to die. Oh my God. This is terrible. Oh my God. And it's just like, that's why I say don't use it because what if the answer is really no, but it's your fear or your focus on the word yes, or the fear it's going to say yes. And now you're going to interfere with the process of what your muscles are going to tell you or not. It's the same thing with pendulum dowsing. It's the same thing with radionics, radiesthesia, which are also considered pseudosciences. You know, you know, I consider them alternative of being a ways of working and operating in the world. But I don't like the idea of using muscle testing to diagnose yourself with whatever. I mean, don't say, do I need this medicine? Do I need that medicine? Should I take this pill? Should I take four of these pills? Don't ever effing do this. Okay, please, 
please see a, a naturopathic doctor, see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. If you think there's something seriously wrong, see a medical doctor. If you think there's something wrong, you know, don't just use this to fix things in your body or diagnose or whatever. My husband who was a nurse learned, went to a class for his extra, uh, bonus, I don't know, learning, you know, they, they have classes they have to keep up with to keep their nursing license. So he went to a bunch of different classes. And one of the classes he went to was a muscle testing class, applied kinesiology class. And so one day we were in the kitchen and he says, I'm going to test this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. And he said, this man taught him how to do this is really intense healer. And he showed me some crazy things that this guy taught him that are energy, subtle energy kind of goes along with what we were talking about in the first half of the show, but they're like subtle energy things. Like if you have a headache and you interfere with it by shaking your fingers around the head in the, just like a couple inches from your head, sometimes I'll get rid of your headache. <laughs> I think that it works if uh, the headache is not caused by something physical, but rather something in the environment, such as a, maybe a demon or an entity or a negative thought form or something. It breaks up the energy and there are energy healers that will just, oh, you got a headache. Let me just break up the energy. Just, you know, and they shake their fingers or shake their hands wildly about <laughs> in, you know, just um, a couple inches away from the body. And it works sometimes. You know, the times it doesn't work is when maybe you have a bone out of place in your neck or your, your muscles are tense or, you know, maybe it's from eye strain, you know, and that's not going to work so much. I'm doing it right now. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Still feel a little bit of eye strain. If I shake my fingers in front of my eyes, it doesn't make the eye strain go away because it's something physical, but sometimes it's not physical. And sometimes it, you know, it might be in your emotional body or your mental body, which is not part of your physical body even though it's associated with it, it's adjacent to, but it's not actually a part of your physical body. So apparently this guy, Goodhart, which such a great name, by the way, God bless him. He actually was using this to diagnose people's medical things. And it's not always correct because of the user bias, you know, <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I might have this. I might have this. I might have this. Do I have this? Oh my God. I do. I have this. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to others. <laughs> I just know that mark on your skin must be this. No. Oh my God. Don't just, you know what? Go get a biopsy from an actual medical doctor. They're there for a reason. You know, the medical, some of the medical doctor things are really good. You know, <laughs> if I have a broken leg, I'm not going to go to a man who's going to shake his fingers over my leg. That's not going to repair the damn bone. Right? So there's certain things you need to go to an energy healer for. And there's certain things, you know, very specific physical things you want to go to a medical doctor for. So I don't believe in using it for that. You can use it for do I body? Hey body, do you need vitamin C today? And then you see what your body says through the muscle testing. Hey body, do you need 500 milligrams of vitamin C today? 
Hey body, do you need a thousand milligrams of vitamin C today? You know, and, and, you know, just for shits and giggles, you could say, Hey body, do you need 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C today? If you get a muscle testing to that, that says, yes, speaking of shits and giggles, you're going to sit on the toilet for hours because don't effing do that either. (laughs) Don't ever, don't, don't do anything that's out of control, obviously wrong. You know, um, (laughs) if you're getting a, a false positive, you might have a negative uh, physical reaction and you're going to end up, you know, I mean, too much of anything is a bad thing, you know, unless it's money <laughs> or sex, but that's just me, <laughs> you know, but everything else, you know, too much chocolate might give you a tummy ache, uh, too much sugar might, you know, give you a headache, you know, I mean, too much of, you know, so you can play around with it, but how do you prevent yourself from getting a false reading? Well, first of all, you have to program your body to know what a yes is, to know what a no is, and to know what the neutral stance is. You know, what is the neutral part where there's neither a yes nor a no? And how do you get, once your body knows what a yes is, once your body knows what a no is, and once your body knows what a willy-nilly answer is, or a non-answer, or a neutral um, answer, how do you prevent yourself from basically, you know, you sometimes you have to trick yourself, you have to trick your mind into not tricking your body into giving you a false positive or a false negative. You know, you don't want to get a bad reading. But again, don't do this for medical stuff. It it bothers me so much that when I looked this up, it's all about the medical stuff. Now, when I first heard about muscle testing, I heard about from my husband and he, what he did is he, he, I was asking about something. He says, I could tell you right now, and I can't tell you it's going to be a hundred percent accurate, but I could tell you right now, basically if this food you're about to eat is good for you or bad for you. And this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. He says, okay, um, hold your arm out. And so I held my arm out to the side and he took whatever it was. I don't know if it was just like, we'll just say it was like a hamburger bun. Okay. Or something. I don't know. I honestly can't remember what it was. It's probably ice cream. He's probably teasing me. I don't think it's good for your body. Let's muscle test it for you. Oh, you know, more for me, not good for you. You know, it might've been something we, we were always joking and laughing and teasing each other. So he might've just been screwing with me, you know, to, to be silly, you know, then of course, five minutes later, be like, okay, you can have it if you really want it, you know, but, um, he had me put my arm out to the side or maybe in front of me. And then he, um, put the, whatever the, the food was next to my first chakra, very, the lowest chakra. And then my arm would be stiff and he would not be able to move my arm. If the answer was yes, there's a strong reaction, meaning it's okay. And, and when my muscles in my arm got so weak, I could not hold my arm up when he gently with two fingers, try to push my arm down. That was a no. And then if it was kind of, you know, like it moved a little bit, but not all the way, that was a neutral, like maybe yes, maybe no, we don't know. And so he held the food item 
in, in front of my first chakra, second chakra, all the way through the crown chakra, you know? So he wanted to see on a spiritual level, might've been a turnip, you know, I don't know, like this vegetable or whatever. Is this good for my wife, you know, in all of her subtle energy bodies? Is it good for her in her chakra system? Is it good for her physical body? And what, and, and he said, you might have an allergy to wheat. So we'll hold the wheat up to you, you know? And so that's what he learned in this subtle energy class with this guy. And I thought it was strange and fascinating. You can't really test yourself. You have to have somebody else do it. And he said, you have to make your mind blank when you do this. You can't say, oh yeah, she's definitely allergic to it. Yeah, it's definitely going to affect her stomach. No, you can't think that. You just have to think, you have to say, you just have to hold the food, think about the food, and then think about the person, and you make your mind blank, and then you do that, right? So you can try it, but I mean, it's not totally accurate. It's just better to go get tested. You know, you could get an ELISA test to see what you're allergic to. Um, it takes, I mean, if you are in the United States and you're trying to get an ELISA test done, um, they will hem and haw and give you a million and one excuses why you cannot have this test done. Oh, it's a really expensive test, you know? So they told me, I'm like, how much does it cost? They said $110. I'm like, then I have $110 here. Take my fucking wallet. I'll give you 220. Do it twice. Don't tell me it's an expensive test and you don't deserve. I deserve to fucking live. I deserve to know what I'm not, what I'm allergic to and what I'm not. Oh, they used to make me so angry about this. I went to one doctor. She's like, yeah, we'll do the test. I don't give a shit. You know? And I had a lot of male doctors say no, but I had a female allergist who said, yeah, you do need to know what you get, what you're allergic to and what you're not. And because of that Eliza test, I found out that I was allergic to like all kinds of crazy stuff like, um, that I didn't even know. Like, oh my God, I'm allergic to peanut butter. What the hell? And it wasn't enough where I was going to die, but it was enough where now I'm having allergies. Now I'm having asthma. Every time I eat peanut butter within a week, now I'm kind of, there's something going on. Oh, I was allergic to bread mold. I was allergic to yeast spores. I was allergic to, to cockroach carcasses as they get into the environment. Like I learned a lot of stuff about my in, environment and, and how it affected me and my food and how it affected me. So, I mean, get an actual allergy test done. I mean, you don't need to use muscle testing for that. So, but what do I use it for? So the first thing is you make your mind blank before you do a muscle testing. Second of all, you have to make sure that you're not doing something that can affect you. You know, if you, oh, well, muscle testing said this, so I must not have this horrible dreaded disease. You know, no, go get tested for it because please, by all means, I can't stress it enough and I've stressed it too much already. So we're going to move on. And yeah, I mean, come on, don't, you know, don't do this to yourself. But so that one was the one where you hold the thing up to various chakras to see how it's going to affect you spiritually. Now it doesn't have to be food. It could be music. It could be, um, maybe you could listen to a not 528 Hertz frequency ever. But what if you listen to 10,000 Hertz frequency, you turn that on and you could have somebody push your arm down or, or not. And, and now another thing that he did was without holding a food up to my chakras, he just put his, his hand over my chakras. 
he was my husband, so he could touch me in these places. Uh, I don't normally recommend this, you know, unless it's someone you're very familiar with, but you could have your spouse or, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, t- you know, <laughs> and, and I mean, you're not naked, by the way, when you do this, you wear clothes. It's not weird and scandalous. It's just, it's, it gets a little personal, but not super personal. Right. But, uh, you can have somebody touch your, um, chakra, you know, various chakras and try And then, and as they touch your chakra while you're listening to the music, you could see if it affects your different chakras just for fun, just to see if it works, you know, or, or, Hey, maybe this, maybe I shouldn't listen to country music or maybe the heavy metal has been affecting my crown chakra. Maybe that's the problem. Or maybe this, you know, um, soft music, is good for everything except for my lower chakras. And I don't have any energy when I listen to the soft music, you know what I mean? So you can kind of figure out, you know, you can use that, uh, technique if you want. Now, Dr. David Hawkins said, if you have somebody to help you, uh, test up, you can test where people are on the scale of integris, which is the system he came up with to see how much integrity a person has now what is integrity if you're an evil person doing evil things you are in high integrity with yourself <laughs> because you came here to do evil things and you're doing them very very well so you know there's a the thing there's so that's the caveat with the, in, the scale of integrity or the scale of integrity like you know if you, you are an extremely horrible person and you're doing horrible things hey you're doing all right by your own personal standards of integrity it's kind of insane to think about it, but that there it is. But, um, but you could ask, you know, how someone on the universal scale of consciousness, where are they at? And, um, you know, anyone above seven, you know, 700 or above when they test, um, at that level using the muscle testing, then you know that they're a spiritual master and they're filled with love and unity consciousness. And when, um, someone is below 300, they're kind of out of integrity with who they are. They're out of integrity with who they are in relationship to you. And they're probably not good for you, you know, and if they're above 300, then they're okay. Anyone who's above 300 or 350 and above, they're probably an okay person. You know, as you're going along the spiritual path, you become more integrity with what your soul is, which is pure and innocent, you know, and you don't go against yourself anymore. You don't go against others. You don't go against humanity. You know, you stop the rebelling in a way that's going to hurt you and others, you know? So as you rise up through the ranks of, of, um, the scale of consciousness, but the scale of integris was, I think maybe another scale possibly. I still have not read power versus force, which is weird. You'd think I would have already, but Dr. David Hawkins, we're going to have to eventually someday and God rest his soul and praise and blessings be upon him. But we're going to, <laughs> not that he's a spiritual master. I don't think he was, but he was very interesting guys. So I recommend his books and stuff. I don't think any, everything he said was completely correct. According to what my, my friend and I've talked about him a lot and I've, I have done some of his programs, but he was extremely interesting. He, he has a lot of cool programs that you can still buy through nightingaleconant.com. And I really, really, really recommend that website too, by the way. All right. So anyway, uh, uh, the conversation Dot com is a website that I found and they talked about this. They said that muscle testing or kinesiology has grown in popularity over the last 30 years. It's a simple non-invasive assessment tool. See, they're not saying it's a 
pseudoscience or complete bogus. You know, <laughs> they're just saying it's a non-invasive. Of course, it's not invasive assessment tool used by many different kinds of health practitioners during an examination or evaluation. And you can use it to assess many different things. Very broad as general health status or very refined as a specific supplement dosage like the vitamin C I mentioned earlier and almost everything in between. And different people use it in different ways and there's confusion about the term itself, which we talked about already. So, um, okay. Uh, muscle testing was first used in the early 20th century to measure muscle weakness in polio victims. In 1949, Kendall and Kendall, two physiotherapists, described specific ways to test individual muscles for neuromusculoskeletal conditions. 15 years later, a different use for muscle testing was developed by the chiropractor George Goodhart. Goodhart's technique he called applied kinesiology and it's used by about 40% of chiropractors. Um, it's similar to what Kendall and Kendall uh, did because it's specific muscles that are tested. Goodhart didn't use muscle testing to evaluate the muscular power alone. He was interested in how the nervous system controlled the muscle function. So while there's different types of muscle tests, and they look similar, the reason the tests were performed and the meaning of the results will start to differ significantly. See, this is stuff I didn't even know, so that's kind of interesting. A third form of muscle testing emerged following on from Goodhart's work. And this person says, I call it kinesiology style muscle testing, which is 70 different techniques and it's used by 1 million practitioners worldwide. In kinesiology style muscle testing, muscles are still tested, but it's not that specific as Kendall and Kendall, or it's done in applied kinesiology. And that's kind of what we're talking about, muscle, manual muscle testing or applied kinesiology. And then they have a bunch of lists here of things, neuroemotional technique and body talk and different things. So, all right. Um, so the basic principle of this guys is when there's some stress or an abnormal nervous system input to a muscle, it will weaken, which will give you a no. <laughs> and during a muscle test, the practitioner will apply a force to one muscle or a group of muscles with a particular intent in mind. And then the muscle will be labeled weak or strong based on the ability to resist the force, which is in this case, the question you're asking, that's the force. So a strong test means compared to a weak test can vary between the techniques and applications. But basically if you get a very strong test where you cannot lower your arm, you cannot move your fingers. Um, or when you're standing up, you're moving forward. That means yes. When you're moving backwards, it means no. When you don't move forward or backwards, it means, I don't know, or neutral. And if you can break the fingers apart or you can, um, easily move the arm, that means a no. So if it's a weak, a very, your muscles get very weak. The answer is no. So it says here, uh, if you want to find out the presence of emotional or mental stress, for example, or to, uh, find out chemical sensitivities or allergies, 
you can detect imbalances in the meridians and the chakras. See, that's the thing that my husband did. So let's see, I'm even learning more about it than I knew. So that's how, you know, you know, like if, if, if this chemical, say you, you get some shampoo and you want to know before you buy it, you could have someone, it might look weird in the grocery store doing this, but Hey, you know, maybe you're going to be like, Oh, I, I can't use it. It's going to make my, uh, you know, this shocker, or that shocker feel weak or my muscle testing says no. Um, so what can you use this for? Um, besides health things. And if something's good for you or not good for you, or going to affect you in a noxious way or poison way or toxic way or whatever you could literally muscle test and say, is this going to affect me negatively? Is this person going to affect me negatively? Should I call this person right now? You could get a yes or a no. It's weird, but I have used it and it, it with a lot of good results. The good results come about because you make your mind blank right after you ask the question. You have a specific thing. Okay, so this is how I use muscle testing. I don't do it for my health stuff so much. I will sometimes, but very rarely use it for health things. I will I will say, is this person thinking about me right now? And then I will think about them And then I'll think about them reaching out to me, like calling me on the phone and I'll ask the question, like, is this person thinking like, is Jeremy thinking about calling me this week or in within the next hour? And then I will make my mind blank. I will imagine a big white screen in front of me with nothing on it. And then I will do the muscle testing. And if I don't do that big white screen part, I might get mixed results. You could keep asking and you might get different answers. You could try all the different kinds of muscle testing to see what answers you get. And I recommend having a little notebook, your handy dandy pen (laughs) and write down the question and then the yes or the no. (coughs) Okay. So, um, how do we do it? So here we go. Um, I'm trying to find this uh, website I had open here. Empoweringhealth.clinic forward slash self dash muscle dash testing dash kinesiology, which is spelled K-I-N-E-S-I-O-L-O-G-Y. So there we go. Um, Let's see. (coughs) So I'm waiting for it to load. So... If you are standing up straight and you say, should I go to the movies tonight? And you could say it to your higher self, higher self. I'd like to be connected with you. And you could say, am I connected to my higher self right now? And you're standing there your body will sway. Oh, this is how you do it first. You have to say, you have to lean forward and say, this is a yes answer. Higher self universe, God, and everyone who I will be asking the question of, this is a yes answer. And then you go back into the middle, 
you know, neutral stance. You're not leaning forward or backwards, just normal. This is a neutral or I don't know answer. You say that out loud, universe or God or whoever. Because you have to program the program first. And then you lean backward a little, not super far, and I can fall over, but just you lean back a little bit, you know, a couple inches, and you say, this is a no position universe and higher self. So when the answer is no, make my body sway backwards. Okay, then you stand in the neutral zone again, and you imagine the thing, okay, should I go to the movies tonight? And you should say, higher self, is it, is it going to be energetically correct for me to go to the movies tonight? Yes or no. And then you make your mind blank. You imagine while you're asking the question, imagine sitting in the theater, eating the popcorn, watching the movie, and then you make your mind blank and you wait for your body to stay neutral. So it's neither good nor bad. It just is what it is. Or your body will sway forward, which means yes. Or your body will sway backwards, which means no. Super simple. You can do best two out of three. (laughs) But if you get an answer that you don't like and you keep asking the same question, eh, probably you don't want to do the thing. (laughs) It's not a magic eight ball, people. You don't keep shaking it to get the answer you want. (laughs) So um, another... Uh, technique that I like to call the AOK. You know how you do uh, an an OK symbol with your your index finger and your thumb holding. Um, you know, uh, like touching, and then your three fingers are up. Uh, you do that with your. Uh, if you are right-handed, you make the AOK symbol with your right hand. If you are left-handed, you make it with your left hand, the A-OK symbol. And then you take your other hand, and instead of making the A-OK symbol with your index finger, you make it with your ring finger. That is your finger that is right next to your tiniest, littlest, itty-bittiest outside finger, okay? And, And then you put your thumb, the tip of your thumb, and your ring finger tips together. And you don't do it super hard. You don't do it super weak. You just do it neutral. Okay. Now with your AOK hand, your, your index finger, your main finger right next to your thumb and your thumb, and you put those together and you put that inside the loop of your fingers and you try to open the fingers. So you, you have to program it. You squeeze really hard your ring finger and thumb together and you try to open it and you cannot and you say universe and higher self or anyone who I might ask, this is a yes because it's strong. And then you make it very weak and you break it easily and say this universe, higher self, this is a no because you're programming the program. You got to program it in. Otherwise you're not, you're going to get mixed results. And then you make it very weak and then you, you could kind of break it, but you kind of don't break it. And that is a, I don't know, or a maybe, or maybe I need to re-ask the question where it will be more clear. You have to make your mind blank after the thing, but you also need to say a very clear question. You don't say, um, 
should I maybe or maybe not go to the movies with Kimmy or maybe I should go with Bert or maybe I should take Kimmy and Bert or maybe I shouldn't take them at all. Maybe I should go to the movies together with my kids. Maybe I should go to the movies by myself. Maybe should I do one of these things or not? That would be an extremely run on crazy question. You cannot ask the universe a question like that and expect to get a decent answer. The question would be, would it be energetically good for me to go to the movies tonight? Yes or no. Then the next question might be, would it be energetically good for me to bring Bert to the movies with me tonight? Would it be energetically good for me to go alone to the movies tonight? Now, um, so those, you got to be careful about the way you ask the questions. Otherwise it's going to change the whole thing. So when you ask about Bert, imagine seeing in the movies of Bert or whoever, I don't know anyone named Bert <laughs> or Ernie, by the way, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you have to imagine seeing with that person and get that. And you ask the question and then your mind goes blank because you don't want to think positive or negative. You just want to ask the question and accept the answer. Be accepting, be willing to accept a no, be willing to accept a yes, be willing to accept a, I don't know, or maybe, I don't know. Re-ask the question. So Christy Marie Sheldon said she uses muscle testing when she goes shopping. And, uh, you can use the two hand one that I said, the AOK one, or you can use a finger testing one on one hand. So it's to put your arm out and having a friend push your arm, which is like really obvious in public, <laughs> you know, you could do the, you could do the two fingers one. I do that one in public sometimes and no one's around, no one's in the aisle looking at me and you could do the whole body testing where you're going to lean forward or back. Cause people are just thinking you're maybe drunk, swaying around a little bit. Whoa, whoa. Y'all feel that earthquake. Whoa. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but when you, uh, do the muscle testing that is one handed, let me see here and, and go to empoweringhealth.clinic and, and look up this self muscle testing kinesiology because it has pictures. You could also look this up on YouTube, one handed muscle testing. You could use your right or your left hand for the exercise. It doesn't matter. I use both. It doesn't matter interchangeably. I'm going to read their description. Let one finger be the one you use for testing and let another on the same hand be the same you're testing with. Extend the fingers on one hand, hold in mind the question, but, but when it comes to the answer, make your mind blank. This is how I do it anyway. Then you test by pushing down on one finger by using the other finger on the same hand. So for example, and this is how I do it. <clears throat> I tend to use my middle finger to push down to test the index finger. So the index finger is going to give you a yes. If it's stiff and won't move your index finger, will give you a no, if it's super weak and it moves easily and it gives kind of a, you know, where it doesn't move too hard or too easy. And it's kind of in the middle. That's like a, maybe or a muddy answer. You need to re-ask the question. This person says I've yet to master the exercise myself because the movement is very subtle. 
for me, I mean, I can't move that finger to save my fucking life if, if it's a yes. But I test it. I, I, you have to program the program. So what you do is you take your, your index finger and you make it very, very stiff. You can't move it, can't move it, can't move it. Then you take your, your middle finger and you, you try to push it down and you cannot push it down. And you say, universe, God, or whoever I might ask, higher self, this means yes. And think yes and feel it in your whole body when you say yes, yes, positive, right? And then you make your uh, index finger kind of weak and, and just kind of relaxed. And you take your middle finger and push it down very easily. And you say, universe, God, whoever I might ask, higher self, this means no. <laughs> when I can easily move that index finger, that's a no. And, um, then you can do kind of weak, you know, kind of middle of the road, not too stiff, not too easily manipulated, just kind of in the middle. This is a maybe muddy answer. Ask again, kind of an, I don't know when the universe is like, the hell are you trying to say, buddy, you know, and then, then you program the program in and then you ask your question, you know? So I might say, has Jeremy been thinking about calling me? in the past 72 hours. So then I imagine Jeremy is thinking about me, maybe looking at my pictures on Instagram, maybe looking at the pictures he might have on his phone, maybe fondly remembering me. Maybe he's smiling. Maybe he's kind of looking down at the floor like, God, I really miss that woman. You know, maybe I can imagine that a little bit. And then I'll say, uh, then I'll, then I'll imagine him picking up, you know, the phone going to Instagram and pushing the call video thing and calling me. And I imagine me picking up the phone going, hello, Jeremy. And I might imagine that whole scenario just in a split second, cause it's easy to visualize. And then I might say, has Jeremy been thinking about doing this? And I imagine that scenario. And then I'll make my mind blank and then I'll make my, put my index finger up not too hard, not too soft in the middle. And then I will use my, my middle finger to push it down. And oh my God, I can't push it down. Yeah. He's been thinking about me for the past three days. So there you go. I know he's thinking about me. I feel it. Um, there's another form of muscle testing. It's not really muscle testing, like what we've been talking about, but when you feel it in your body, when you feel the energy, the subtle body energy of expansion, the answer is yes. When you don't feel any difference, it's, I don't know, ask again, muddy energy, kind of, I don't know. When you ask a question and you feel a tension in your stomach or your heart might skip a beat or um, you might just tense up or your lower back might feel a little bit of a twinge or pain, the answer is no. When you feel resistance, like that. So the expansion energy is yes. And the contraction energy is no, or mm, not a good idea. So that's maybe the opposite of what you do with your arm testing, your finger testing, the AOK testing. There's a lot of different ways to do these testings. You can probably do something with your legs or your toes. Hell, I don't know. I just, I just do the finger. I usually do muscle testing in my, I could put my hand in my pocket. It looks like I'm doing something like I'm fiddling with my keys or something, 
but I could put my hand in my pocket and muscle test something. Now, Christy Marie Sheldon, I started to mention her name earlier. God bless her. I love her so much. She says when she goes out shopping, she will maybe pick up a lipstick or a sweater and, and she'll say, she'll hold it in her hands and she'll imagine herself wearing it. And she'll say, hi yourself. I'd like to be connected with you. Maybe something like that. I don't know if she says that. That's what I say. And she'll say, will this lipstick make people receptive to my ideas if I wear it? And then she'll probably make her mind blank. I, that's what I do. I make my mind blank. And then and you get a yes or no. And then another question she asks is, will this sweater bring me more abundance in my life? If the answer is no, she puts it back on the rack. Will this, will this uh, sweater bring me profit? Will this sweater bring me love? Will this sweater bring me good luck? Will the sweater make me feel happy? Will I get compliments on the sweater? Will I get uh, good feedback when I'm wearing this lipstick? Am I going to feel happiness more if I buy this purse? Is this backpack going to make me feel more confident? Do you guys see where I'm going with this? And then you use muscle testing to find out the answer. So say you're, you're, you're out shopping. You're like, I like these sheets. These are kind of cool sheets. Am I going to regret not buying these sheets? Oh, I just got a yes for that. Okay. Well, can I afford these sheets? Oh, I got a yes. All right. Oh, look at the price. They're only 10 bucks. Oh, wow. It's on sale. Okay. Um, Am I going to enjoy sleeping in these sheets? Yes. Am I going to feel cool on the hot days in these sheets? You know, that's the kind of line of questioning. Am I going to feel happy going to bed at night if I use these sheets? Am I going to feel comfortable? Will these sheets bring me good dreams? You see what I mean? So... When it makes me frustrated when all these websites are like saying that this is only used for <laughs> testing whether or not you're allergic to, you know, a certain kind of bread or something like, come on, it's these people lack imagination or they don't understand that, or maybe I've just devolved this to do everything in my life. Should I call so-and-so right now? Are they in a receptive state of mind? Are they going to say yes to my proposal right now? Is it going to be better if I call them tomorrow? Is it going to be better if I call them on Thursday versus today or whatever? You know, um, is this person going to come down? Like if someone says, I'm going to come down in April to see you. And I'm like, oh, good. I can't wait to see you. <laughs> I'll go. I'd like to be connected to their higher self. Okay. So, uh, Billy's higher self, is he going to come down in April? And then when they call me mid April, well, I can't make it. Yeah. I didn't think you'd be able to. Cause I already did the muscle testing. I already know. <laughs> I don't like surprises, good, bad, or otherwise. So I use muscle testing for literally everything, every single thing. Should I pay? Okay, my rent is due on the first, and it's not considered late until the fifth. Should I pay the rent on the third, on the fourth? What day should I pay it? 
You know, will it bring me more profit? Will it bring me more good luck if I pay? You know, sometimes these things don't matter at all. But sometimes I just get curious and, you know, my overthinking mind wants to analyze just about every damn thing on the planet. <laughs> like today I was at the store and in, in the morning I was thinking, maybe I like asparagus. Maybe I want to buy asparagus this week. I don't know. And then today I, I imagined... Uh, getting the asparagus home and washing it and chopping the, the weird end off that always has dirt on it, you know, and then I imagined um, putting it in a, a pan and sauteing it in butter and I imagined putting it on a plate and I imagined eating it. I, and I can imagine all this in a matter of two seconds. And then I made my mind blank and I said, body, do you feel like eating asparagus? And the answer was no. And I'm like, okay. Sure, like my taste buds liked the idea, but my body's like, no, we don't want that. My cells in my body are like, nope. All right, fine. <laughs> I won't eat it then. Maybe next time. Yeah, sure. Last time I went to the store, my body's like, I don't want any vegetables. I don't want any yogurt. This time I went to the store, my body's like, um, you know, and last time I wanted like pepperoni and I wanted potato chips. This time my body's like, no, I don't want any of that. I'm like, well, what do you want body in the, in my, in this time, my body wanted a bunch of vegetables and yogurt. I'm like, okay. So it's like every time, you know, I, I, it's weird, but I, I, but I'm always physically satisfied and I seem to do better when I use the muscle testing for, you know, for food or for whatever. Should I go to bed now? And how many hours should I sleep? You know, should I put music on for six hours? Body, you want to listen to music? higher self. If I don't listen to music, am I going to get a deeper sleep? These are the kinds of questions I ask all the time. <laughs> if you were inside my head, guys, you would be so tired of all the questions. So many questions, but this is welcome to my world, the overthinking mind of an INFJ personality. But, uh, but yeah, the one, the one handed muscle testing is really, really good. Um, I like what it says here. Anne Barat is the one who wrote this, uh, empowering health doc clinic. Uh, um, yeah, that's just the name of the website. She says, don't forget the overall concept behind kinesiology. What enhances our mind, body, and soul makes us strong. Together, our mind, body, and soul create an environment that when balanced is solid and strong. If something enters that environment and challenges that balance, then the environment is weakened. That strength or that weakness first registers in the electrical system and it can be discerned through the muscle testing technique. So the way I look at this is it is like a uh, pendulum or dowsing, like dowsing rods or, you know, you know, a crystal at the end of a necklace or, you know, just like a pendulum, but you, your body becomes a pendulum. So you don't really need any instruments outside your own body. 
so that's how I imagine it. And there's a book called letter to Robin and it's a PDF and it's absolutely free. Just letter to Robin.com. Um, it became a, a mini pendulum dowsing course. Uh, a girl wrote uh, Walter Woods and said, I want to know how to douse with a pendulum. Can you tell me how do I do it? wrote him an email and he was like, okay, well you do this and you do that. And then <laughs> next thing you know, it was like a 78 page book or something. It's around 80 pages. It's one of the best books I've ever seen in my life. And it's extremely thorough. And he talks about the importance of programming the program. Like you program, if you say not just to program this pendulum right now in my hand, and then the next pendulum I pick up is going to be a completely different program. No, you program your higher self in conjunction with the universe and your body to have every pendulum from this day forward knows what is going on so that it doesn't go right and left for a yes on this one and up and down for right on that one and over to, you know, counterclockwise circle for a yes with, with the, you know, with the silver pendulum and with the gold pendulum, it's the opposite, you know, because it just gets like kind of crazy. It's better to program it so that's always the same. That's more scientific. And that will give you, even though this is obviously not real science, but, um, it will always give you more accurate results. So when I'm trying to ask a question, I will use a pendulum. I will do muscle testing and I will also ask my higher guidance system. I will ask, Hey, prime creator, I want to ask you about this thing. And then I will let my mind go blank and I'll wait for the answers to come with that still small voice. And then also use my logic and I'll use my intuition, my gut instinct. I'll ask, ask the question again and I'll see, do I feel my stomach kind of relaxing? Like, yeah, that's a yes. Is this person I'm thinking of my twin flame? Ah, there it is. My stomach just relaxed a little bit. Oh, is this other person my twin flame? No, my stomach just contracted. That's a no. Mm -mm. You see how it works? Your body becomes like your pendulum. But you got to program the program first. You got to, okay, this is, this means yes, this means no. Ask the question. Imagine the scenario of whatever it is. Making asparagus. Body, do you want this right now? Is this going to make you healthy? Like, Last time I was at the store, I, my body really wanted potato chips and I realized I was low on sodium. Weirdly enough, I don't cook with salt. So it was, I add salt after I'll add a couple grains of salt, not much. And sometimes I get low on sodium and I eat potato chips. I'm like, Oh yeah, baby, that's awesome. Yeah, but then if I go overboard now I'm overloaded on sodium. So I got to not have salt for a while. But this past week, I really needed salt. And this week, not so much. So you could do this with food. You could do, you could ask health questions. I prefer to use it 
in other ways, like, you know, should I buy this sweater? (laughs) You know, I like the idea of that. Should I do my laundry today or tomorrow? What day is better for me? I use muscle testing to ask God if, uh, and by the way, it's 55, 55 on the timer. So yay. But I use muscle testing to ask God what day this week is going to be hot and sunny and what day is going to be rainy. And I've gotten the system in my body and in my scenario in my life. It works so well that I could tell even before I look at the weather report, if it's going to rain or not, or if, if it's going to be a hot enough day where I can wash my hair and not be freezing and shivering at night because my hair takes like 24 hours to dry. And I'll ask God, what day, you know, should I wash my hair today or should I do it tomorrow? What day are you going to give me better weather? And sometimes I'll ask God, can you please give me better weather tomorrow? I've gotten to that point where God will grant my wish. I'll say I want it to be hotter tomorrow so I can take a shower. Unless it interferes with, you know, the functioning of the environment. Because I don't want to override what's better for the birds and the trees just so I can wash my hair. You know, so I get rarely deep shamanic mystical on this, (laughs) you know, my world is very mystical, but I use muscle testing for everything. I prefer the two hand or the one hand method, but I've, I do use my arm. I could do the arm myself, but it's not as accurate as if you have somebody else trying to push your arm down, but don't forget to program the program. Imagine the whole scenario And then ask the question with that scenario and the emotions attached to that scenario. You know, should I eat this chocolate cake? Imagine yourself eating chocolate cake. You might even imagine a little bit of chocolate got smudged on your face. And you could smell it and you could taste it and you're smiling because, oh my God, it tastes so good. I love chocolate cake. (laughs) The frosting is so amazing. You know, imagine it, really imagine it. And then make your mind go blank and say, should I eat a chocolate cake? And then the answer is yes or no. (laughs) Is this going to make me healthy? No. Yes. Is it going to make me gain weight? Yes or no. Is it going to make me rich or happy or successful? Is it going to bring people into my life or is it going to push people away? I mean, you could ask a million questions and then you'll see if you get more positives about something, then it's time to do it. That's something you get less, you get more negatives. It's time to walk away from the idea of that. Anyway, that's muscle testing in a nutshell. Hopefully, Rita, you're satisfied with this answer. And hopefully uh, the rest of you aren't as confused when you hear me say it. Like, what is she talking about muscle testing? There you have it. (laughs) If you have uh, enjoyed this episode of Metaphysical Soul Speaks, the podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and tell all of your spiritual-minded friends, your like-minded comrades, if you will. Please uh, just pass it along, tell people about it. And, uh, that's it. I'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming. Just like always, it is earth changes report and weekly weird world news. So woohoo. All right. That's it. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy fifth dimension until next time, guys, peace.
Hey guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, for a while now, and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from $0.99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.